0: Are you tired of food controlling your life? Binge eating, emotional eating, secret eating, or feeling obsessed and even addicted to food? I'm Tasha, peaceful eating and nutrition coach, specializing in binge eating recovery and peaceful weight management. And I'm so happy that you found this podcast. It brings me so much joy to warmly welcome you into this safe space where you can expect open conversation about all things recovery and learn practical tools, tips and advice about how to repair your relationship with food, regain trust within yourself and take back the control in your life. One urge at a time. To become a valued member of this community, subscribe to the series now. And let's discover the peaceful leader in you. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world, whatever time it is when you are tuning into this, welcome, welcome back to episode five. I hope that your weekend or your week, should I say, has been wonderful. I hope it's been peaceful. I hope it's been everything that you wanted it to be. And yeah, I've had I've had a good week. I've had a really good week. The the current 12-week program is in full swing now. And the ladies have just completed module 3. So last night we we did module 3, which is all around really really understanding fullness and being able to honour fullness. Kind of really looking into why sometimes we might feel physically full. You know, we've had a meal and we register that we're physically full, yet we still feel that compulsion to keep eating and eating and eating and going back to the fridge. So really looking into where that's rooted and how to overcome that. And also the kind of looking into the conditioning that surrounds fullness. Particularly, you know, one of the really common ones is not being able to leave food on your plate or the belief that you've got to finish everything on your plate. And it's a really common it's a really common belief that is stems right back from childhood, I think, and it and it's really really stays with us. So, I'm picking that, unraveling a lot of that conditioning and yeah, they're, they're just smashing it. We're only at week three and they're all absolutely smashing it. So I just wanted to celebrate them and shout them out for their commitment and their dedication, not just to their their own journeys, but also to the journeys of their their fellow group members, because that just creates this, this beautiful kind of support system and network which is so powerful and so lovely. So yeah, celebrating them a lot today. So for today's episode, which is episode five, I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about and what I wanted to focus on. And as always, it was actually a client that inspired today's topic, a brand new client actually. So I had sent her her pre program questionnaire which I send to all clients at the beginning of the process. And it's basically a chance for them to reflect on exactly what they want out of the programme. It's also a chance for me to see exactly where they are. And she'd written that she was, you know, feeling terrible around food. She was at rock bottom, feeling awfully stuck, really, really stuck. And then there's one section in this questionnaire which asks, what do you feel is the missing link between where you are now and where you want to be? And she'd written what a lot of clients write in that section. She'd written, I just need more willpower. If I had more willpower, I'd be sorted, I'd be free. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) there it is. There's the topic for today's episode Um, and it gave me so much inspiration about what I wanted to talk about because this is such a common belief that the missing link between you and your peaceful relationship with food is more willpower. So we're going to talk about what willpower is, how and when to use it and when not to use it. And hopefully, by the end of this podcast, you'll realise that you, ha- you have and you have always had all the willpower you ever need. And that the missing piece to your kind of peaceful eating jigsaw is actually not more willpower. It's something so, so very different. And actually, when we attempt to rely on willpower and when willpower is the only tool in your toolbox it's going to continuously burn out and that on a surface level looks like losing control and bingeing so let's get stuck in then let's let's unravel it so what do i mean by willpower because willpower is a term that gets used a lot we gets thrown around a lot but do we really really understand what it actually means I personally like to think of willpower as kind of your inner fight it's like your bit of grittiness when we really need to dig deep and do something that we don't want to do or when we want to face up to a fear or you know when we just need that little extra bit of like come on (laughs) it's a really really important tool and when used occasionally, when used in the right way, it is extremely helpful. You know, we all we all need willpower from time to time. It's kind of like, it's kind of like a backup tool when the other ones just aren't cutting it, which sometimes they don't. You know, let's say you're having a day where you're just struggling and that motivation just isn't there. Our willpower is that part of ourselves that we can call upon when all else is failing. It's like troubleshooting that thing that we've got to do. We call upon that grit, that inner fight within us. Kind of like you kick up the ass to get it done. (laughs) Now, when we are using willpower in the right way, we're using it from a place of self-love. We're using it because we love ourselves enough to do the thing that we know is going to make us feel best, even if right in that moment we really don't want to do it. It's like we're doing it because we know that deep down that is for our best interest. We know we're going to feel better if we do it than if we don't. It's choosing to use willpower to harness that fight within you to do that thing that right now you don't want to do, but you know that it's worth it. You know it's going to make you feel better. And that can sometimes be the most loving thing you can do for yourself. So some really kind of tangible examples of when we might use it. Um, Let's say you've got to get up and you've got to do a speech or you've got to deliver a talk or a presentation. Now, you, you really want the ground just to consume your entire existence in that moment. You do not want to do it. You are scared. You hate talking in front of people. But you use your willpower to push through those fears, to get on that stage and deliver the talk or to deliver that speech. Because you know that afterwards, if you do that, you're going to feel so good. You're going to feel so proud, so relieved. So you choose to use willpower, you walk out on that stage and you deliver the speech. You might use it to not hit snooze for the fifth time. (laughs) When you've set your 6am alarm to get up for that spin class, every single part of your being wants to hit snooze one more time. But you're like, no, come on, let's use that bit of willpower just to get me out of bed and get to that gym class because I love myself enough to make that decision. That's going to set me up for my day. You might also use it to stay that extra hour at college or at work and complete that essay or that task. Because whilst you're really tired and you'd love to just go home and crash on the sofa, you know that if you push through for this extra hour, you're going to get your weekend free. Which is what you really want you want that more than going home and crashing right now. So you use your willpower to get you through that hour. So these are all really, really good examples of when you would want to call upon that inner fight within you, that little bit of grrr, and willpower to do something that is for your best interests. Because despite feeling tough in the moment, you know that long-term it's making your life better, it's making your life easier, more joyful, you can absolutely also use willpower to make great decisions and to take great actions on your peaceful eating journey. You know, for instance, let's say you know you've got a lovely dinner planned, your hubby or your partner is making you a lovely dinner, you're driving home from work, you're a bit tired, a bit hungry, and your favourite bakery is coming up you can start to smell it and you're thinking oh I could just stop right now and get a fresh bag of cookies but you know that actually what's going to feel better is to drive past the shop and go home for your lovely dinner. So what do you do? You use a little bit of willpower to keep your foot on the gas and get past the cookie shop. You might use it to take a bit more time to prepare yourself a nourishing lunch rather than turning to McDonald's like you did the last couple of days that didn't make you feel good. Or maybe just on a day where your urges are just stronger. You know, you've tried, you've tried everything and and there's other tools today. For whatever reason, are just not working for you. And you just need that little extra push to walk away from the fridge. Again, all... Really good, perfect examples of when willpower is is fine to be used. But I want you to notice how in each of these examples, you are using the willpower for a very short window of time. It's a quick, fast hit of gritty fighting energy that you're using just to push you over that line to where you want to be. Because once you're out of bed and you're in your gym gear, you're fine, you're away. Or once you are past the cookie shop and you're no longer seduced by that sweet aroma, you, you feel great and you feel proud and you go home and you enjoy a lovely dinner. The willpower served you for that little extra push, which we all need sometimes, all of us. This is how willpower should be used short term because whilst it's a quick hit tool it requires a hell of a lot of energy think about a physical fight if we compare it to a physical fight whilst a physical fight is a probably short period of time how incredibly energy consuming that is not not that I've ever been in a fight but you know, I'm guessing. It's, I'm guessing that would require a, a hell of a lot of energy. It would. Now, willpower is is your mental equivalent to that. It's your mental inner fight. So imagine trying to rely on that solely on that all day, every day. Trying to find the energy within you to sustain days or weeks, or months or even years of fighting. Fighting your urges, fighting your mind, fighting food, your thoughts. Essentially, you're fighting with yourself or attempting to fight with yourself all day, every day. Expecting yourself or anyone to have enough energy to sustain the level of energy that that requires is incomprehensible and unrealistic. Which is why when we have no other tools in our toolbox and we are relying or, as I say, attempting to rely on solely willpower, solely fight, that willpower is going to continuously burn out. And on a surface level, what that looks like is continuously losing control. Continuously losing that fight and binging time and time and time and time and time and time again. And in between those burnouts, in between those binges, you're utterly drained, drained and exhausted from this kind of never-ending battle which you're expecting yourself to, to sustain. It's not that you don't have enough willpower and it's not that you shouldn't use it. Willpower is a valuable tool in your toolbox. It's just that you are attempting to overuse it like 5,000 times more than it should be used or than it's designed to be used. Believe me, finding peace with yourself and with food is not going to come from attempting to fight harder. Because this is about healing. This is about healing a part of yourself which is actually really vulnerable. And this, this vulnerable part of yourself that needs healing needs the opposite of fighting and harshness and brute force. This vulnerable part, the part that is binging and secret eating and is consumed by anxiety and, and stress and guilt the part of you that has been restricted and lost control and restricted more and binged, and this part of you needs compassion. It needs understanding. And it needs love and safety and nurture. And we need to be able to work with that part of ourselves. You need to learn to work with that part of you, not against it. You know, my journey changed. I turned a corner when I decided to make friends with that part of myself rather than fighting her. I'd fought for so long and it didn't work. I never got anywhere. But the second that I chose to feel compassion for her and make friends with her and love her deeply and unconditionally, everything changed. This is about repairing your relationship with yourself. How are we going to repair a relationship with with anyone when we're fighting them? We want to regain the trust in your body, letting that that vulnerable part of yourself know that she is safe, she's no longer restricted, there's no need to engage in those behaviours anymore and no matter how hard you're trying to fight, it's not going to be achieved coming from that place. We want to get to a point and this is the this is the 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 secret this is like the the shift right in mindset is that we want to get to a point where you're not not binging because you're using every iota of your energy to fight as hard as you possibly can to force and restrain yourself we want to get to a point where you're not not binging because you've healed your relationship with yourself and, and at, f- at that point, doing anything that is going to cause you discomfort or pain is just incomprehensible. I know when a client has completed their journey. I know when they've cracked it. Because they tell me, I, I can't binge. Like, I can't imagine doing that to myself. I can't imagine how I did do that to myself. They're no longer trying not to binge that they're not fighting or using force and and willpower and and you know like i say draining their energy to try and force themselves to not they're at a point where they genuinely just do not want to anymore now getting there requires having the tools to compassionately respond to your urges calmly and lovingly and reassuringly respond to those thoughts those disordered thoughts in a peaceful way and when we respond in this way it allows us to to nurture that vulnerable part of ourselves to a place where as i say binging is just not not necessary it's not a part of your life anymore it's not who you are and in the meantime, whilst you're on the way there, whilst you're learning these tools and you're, you're doing this stuff, you know that deep in the bottom of your toolkit, stored away for a rainy day, you've got that willpower there. For those given moments where you do just need that few minutes of grit or that little bit of tough love to get you over the line in any given moment, within your peaceful eating journey or or else outside of that, within your work or your, your friendships or whatever. But let me tell you, just to finish, that one thing is for certain is that you have fought more than hard enough already and you do not need to fight any harder or any more. And if you take one thing away from this session, let it be that. Okay, guys, I think we will leave it there this week. I hope that you have found that insightful and I hope that you can start to allow that that to sink in. And let your actionable task this week just be seeing if next time a disordered thought comes up, if next time an urge comes up, if next time you're having a difficult body image day or you binge or something is, is difficult and, and is uncomfortable. I want you to see if you can, rather than using anger or fight or force or shame with that, I want you to see if instead you can meet it with compassion and with love. And start to, as I said earlier, make friends. Make friends with that part of yourself. Start to love that part of yourself. And I promise you, you will be taking such a profound step on your journey. Okay, my lovelies, let's leave it there. And if you haven't already, then please do check out the show notes. There's a link in there where you can download your free Binge SOS card, which is a printable card that you can print and keep in your pocket or keep with you at work or in your car or wherever you need it. Maybe print a few out and have them just dotted around. And it's a card that you can use when urges arise. And it's it's a process that I use with clients which kind of walks you through a step-by-step-by-step process of how you can process that feeling and remain calm and allow the urge to pass through you without feeling as though you need to act on it. Okay, until next week, I will love you and leave you. Have a fantastic week. Don't forget, you can get in touch anytime via email or via Instagram. Both of those handles are in the show notes and I shall see you next week. Bye for now.